0: Truer Alone, Part 3 What is stupidity? Does it even exist? Sure, there's a definition you could look up. But how would you define it? (laughs) We can define stupidity with words we might find synonymous to it. How about naivety? As children, we are put in our place with the condescendence that we cannot possess a deep understanding and wisdom of life and existence because we lack an extensive timeline of living, as if intelligence is measured in gray hairs and wrinkles. So then maybe stupidity is the lack of knowledge, not knowing what you should know. Is it fair? Who knows? We live in a society that shames so-called stupid people every day. They reap the consequences of their environment, of their circumstances, of the backstabbers they are surrounded by. They had every chance to learn X, Y, and Z, but they were just too lazy to make an effort. Or maybe it was ignorance. Or maybe the ignorance was naivety, I don't know. There's such a pathetic and pitiful innocence to oblivion. What if stupidity is the opposite? But if one possesses knowledge, how can they be stupid? What purpose do we serve in knowing? Are we here to co-create? To build up life? Does any hesitation go into the thought process that one prepares their self to do what they know they can do, but shouldn't? Can we agree that stupidity is the abuse of intelligence? Knowing how fragile a heart is when it opens itself entirely and makes itself completely vulnerable and then crushing it anyway. Is stupidity equivalent to lacking knowledge or is being so intelligent in how to succeed at the expense of someone else's demise and acting upon it anyway. Society celebrates one at the finish line and they cast blame on the other. Whose fault is this, really? How can you know anything when you're not even around to notice it? I am not stupid. I know the past six years. Delaney and I... I mean, Samuel. Delaney and Samuel. Um, as mentioned before, Samuel was confused by why Delaney was sending him Instagram post and being up so late. After the shower... He looked at his phone and found a notification for the Messenger app. He didn't recognize the face or name, but when he read the message, his heart sank. He almost thought it was some kind of sick prank. The message read, Your wife is a fucking whore. She and my husband were going to fly out together in LA and have an affair. Just as he finished reading the message, This lady, Liz, sent a screenshot. It was of plane tickets. There it was, Delaney's name, and this other man, set to fly from South Carolina to LA on an early bird flight. The typing icon appeared on the screen and another message came through from Liz. Just wanted you to know, she ruined a family with a baby on the way. Samuel was shaken. He knew who the guy was. Delaney had met him while gaming online. She had stopped taking substitute teaching gigs on her days off from her internship in more recent weeks and had been gaming more, which was odd, considering it was the end of the semester in college when the workload is almost unbearable. Samuel could not believe what was happening. He was stunned. However, not for his own sake, but for Delaney's. All he could think of in that moment was, Delaney must be so scared right now. I hope she's okay. Another Instagram post came through from Delaney. Shit just hit the fan, but she was not trying to get a hold of him to address it, probably assuming he still didn't know. Samuel was surprised by his own reaction. He wasn't mad. He wasn't worried about himself. The heartbreak of the betrayal wasn't even at the forefront of his mind. He was worried about Delaney. Not all men would respond like that, though. Especially guilty men when they get caught. He knew of this other man, Phil. But he didn't know him or what he would do. Samuel needed to make sure Liz was all right. He called her through the messenger app. It rang once, and she picked up almost immediately. No sound came through from her end at first. Hello? Samuel said. Hello, she returned in a sobbing voice. Are you all right? Good question, Samuel. Obviously she's not all right. She didn't reply with words but a weeping moan as if to say, I am far from okay at the moment. I mean, are you safe? Is he in the house with you? Samuel asked. He was concerned for her safety. I'm fine. He's in the house, but I locked him out of our bedroom. He keeps following me because he knows I'm on the phone, but he doesn't know who I'm talking to. She replied. Okay, so... At least she was safe for the time being. You said baby on the way, Samuel began. Don't you guys already have a son too? Yeah, he's two. We found out I was pregnant again a couple weeks ago. That's apparently what sped up their trip. Dang, this guy was really digging himself in deep. He was going to flee once he found out his family was growing. Samuel was shocked by Delaney's role in this. She was sweet, a real people person. She was made for the profession she was going into, concerned about mental health and people's feelings. How could she go along with hurting this other woman like this? "'How old is she, by the way?' Liz asked. "'I'm 23, and she's 24,' Samuel replied. "'Oh, how wonderful.' she said sarcastically. "'He's got a daughter right around your age "'who's got a son of her own, by the way.' "'Another plot twist. "'This was wild. "'Wait, how old are you guys?' "'Samuel asked. "'We're in our mid forties, she answered. "'Time out. "'Let's break this down real quick. "'From the top. "'Boy meets girl. "'Boy falls in love. "'They get married.' Boy buys house, girl quits job and plays video games where she meets her lover. Girl blames boy for being unhappy. Girl claims to have never been in love with a boy in the first place. Gamer guy, wife catches onto the whole situation and tells boy all about it. And gamer guy is a forty-something-year-old grandpa with a baby on the way, trying to run with a girl young enough to be his daughter. It's just weird. He was able to spend so much time gaming or talking to Delaney over the phone. Wouldn't a man with two families be kind of too busy for a secret romance? Never mind. What a foolish question. If there's anything him and Samuel did have in common, it was in showing how hard a man will work to get what he truly wants. What does he do for a living, if you don't mind me asking, Samuel said. He's an exterminator, she answered. This can't be real. (laughs) It's like the plot for some comedic soap opera, right? I'm not even sure what to make of it. Which is irrelevant, because I'm the narrator. Mere written words on paper spoken out loud. Sadly enough, the more the story unfolded, the more Samuel only felt sorry and concerned for Delaney and what she was getting herself into. "'I'm sorry,' Liz said. "'I gotta go,' she let out before sobbing again. "'The whole situation was bizarre. "'Samuel wasn't sure what to say to her. "'He was grateful to her for finally knowing some truth. "'Wait,' he said. "'Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you.' "'Delaney broke it off with me just before she left town, "'but it still hasn't been a lot of time to process.' I didn't know any of this was going on. Absolutely, she said. He couldn't tell if she sounded sarcastic or agitated. If you have anything else, could you send it to me? He requested. Oh, I'm not done with his phone. If I find something, you'll definitely have it, she replied, and she hung up. Too stunned to speak too stunned to move. Samuel stood in their room, his room, in silence. He pondered the last few months. He had more time off around Christmas because the snow was so bad they called off most of the servers any given night. He was able to game more with Delaney. When he started going to work more, she was still subbing. February was right before midterms, and she said she needed to stay home more to study. Samuel agreed to it. He wanted her to be set up with a good environment and plenty of time to do her work, whether it was at home or the library or the coffee shop. When they gamed online, if they played in squads, it was with their friends from real life that they knew outside of the game, but they got to be too busy too. That was when she began joining random squads to find people to play with. Samuel would come home later after work and watch her play if she was still up. Samuel liked watching Delaney play. She was really good, and he liked how happy she looked playing. He was like her hype man sometimes, like when she made the final elimination to win a match or did anything impressive at all. He took notice of the name she started playing with on a regular basis, too. Until receiving the screenshot of the plane ticket moments ago, he did not know Phil's real name. But he knew which one it was. <laughs> Gamer tag, Bugaboo00 was definitely a dead ringer for a guy who was an exterminator. Another Instagram post came in from Delaney. It was almost 2:30 a.m. She definitely didn't know that he knew. He wondered how she was doing. When she gets anxious, she either scrolls on her phone endlessly or she fidgets her fingernails together in a motion like if she was sparking an imaginary lighter. This was her doing, but he cared about her. If she was scared, He wanted to ease her nerves. He called her. After one ring, she picked up. After all, she was already looking at her phone. Hello, she answered. Hey Delaney, he said. Are you okay? You're never up this late. Are you feeling okay? Yeah, I'm fine she said with hesitance. Did you have a good day today? What did you do? Samuel needed to watch himself. He needed to get her to talk more than him. He didn't want to be sounding suspicious and give away an impression that he knew something. She didn't answer right away. It was good, she answered. Another hot second of silence went by. I didn't do much, I just... She began. I didn't do anything today. Samuel left space for her to elaborate. Normally, she'd tell him all about her day, every detail, and he would listen to every word. Not now. She was barely speaking. Okay, he said. Well, I don't want to be bothering you if you're not really in the mood to talk. I know it is late. I just thought I'd check on you and see if you were okay, but I can let you go if you want. Wait, Samuel, she interrupted. But then she didn't say anything, leaving yet another moment for silence. Yeah? He replied. There's something I need to tell you, she said. What is it? Samuel asked. I'm afraid to tell you. She responded. You're going to hate me. And I don't want to hurt you. Delaney, I am the best friend you'll ever have. I've always had your back. You can tell me whatever you need to tell me. I'm not going to hate you. Do you trust me? He said, yeah, it's just, it's really, she began, trying to find the right words to say. You know, the one guy from my squad, online? Buckaboo 00. Yeah? Samuel answered. Well, we've been seeing each other I mean not in person but we you you know you're in a relationship together Samuel finished we're in love she added she fell in love with this man in a month but in love nonetheless then why say all those things to Samuel making it feel like it was his fault. So you cheated, Samuel furthered. Delaney was hesitant to answer. She was obviously feeling some guilt. Yes, she replied. I don't hate you, Delaney, Samuel said calmly. He really didn't. He was being completely honest. He wanted her to feel and to know how sincere he was. He was still hating on himself, feeling the blame of why their relationship ended. I just don't understand why you you couldn't just tell me. You weren't even going to admit not wanting to be married until I yes and no questioned it out of you. Were you just going to run away in the middle of the night one night? I don't know, she said. I didn't want to hurt you. She did, though, not by cheating alone, necessarily, but by centralizing all the blame for their failed relationship on Samuel. Well, thank you for finally telling me the truth. But you should know that I just got off the phone with his wife. She told me everything. Were you really going to go on a trip to L.A. with this guy? I told him to cancel the trip, she replied, as she let out a sigh of grief. That doesn't answer the question. Delaney, I don't care if you don't love me like I thought you did. I can live with that, but you don't know anything about this guy. He wooed you over in a month. (sighs) do you know he hasn't done this before he groomed you how do you know you're gonna be safe samuel let it out all at once he didn't mean to be grilling her he didn't want anything to happen to her did he have a controlling complex he didn't think so he was willing to let go he was coming to grips with having to love her from a distance if he couldn't have her so as the life of a hopeless romantic. I'm sorry, I feel like I'm saying too much. No, it's okay, she replied. I should probably go to bed. I work all day tomorrow, he said. Okay. Good night, Samuel. Good night, Delaney. Wait, Samuel? She said abruptly, I, I didn't mean those things I said before. You did communicate well, and you did a lot for me. Samuel was unsure of how to respond. It was like an apology without actually saying the words, I'm sorry. The damage had already taken its toll. Her words, plus his insecurities, could not be reversed in one night. A part of him appreciated her for for trying. Another part of him wouldn't let himself believe her, as if she was only saying this now out of pity and guilt. Sleep well, Delaney, he said, and he hung up. He had wondered if he did have a control problem if that's why he always ended up doing everything around the house and whatnot. But it wasn't. He never put his foot down on anything. It was passivity. The more she pulled away, and the more he was mentally coming to grips with it prior to that night, the more he was proving to himself it wasn't control that was the problem. He knew he wasn't in love with her for selfish reasons he was in love with her as an individual and recognized how amazing she was on her own forgetting about his own existence as an attachment of her life a couple weeks prior at her graduation samuel and his parents were the only ones in attendance for her no one not even her brother was able to make it. The thought of her driving herself to her graduation, walking across the stage, shaking hands with the dean and faculty, receiving her degree, and then leaving as everyone else celebrated with their families on such a glorious day made Samuel so sad. He didn't want her to be alone. Samuel and his parents went. His mom even helped her pin her cap into her curly hair. They didn't wear their rings, and they didn't hold hands. Samuel lent her an arm if she needed it walking around in her heels. After the ceremony, they went all over campus to take pictures of her next to all the major photo ops everyone else was hitting up to. The last spot was in front of the gate of the school. She pulled Samuel in for a photo together. He didn't want to but he complied he put his hand behind her shoulder feeling timid to touch her at all knowing what we know now i'm still confused why she wanted me i mean samuel in for those photos was she going to save those to cherish for the rest of time while being off with her boyfriend where was he then If he loved her so much, why wasn't he there? He obviously wasn't letting a marriage and family get in the way, let alone a growing one, let alone a second one. If actions speak louder than words, what was this Phil really proving? If love comes with an investment of energy, how could this guy love her doing so little? He wasn't there for her all the sleepless nights doing homework, the late-night Walmart runs just for the heck of it, getting Dunkin' Donuts coffee and driving around listening to music or Harry Potter audiobooks, or talking about life and the things we dreamed of doing together, expressing love and appreciation for each other and how beyond devastated we'd be if something happened to the other. How she always said she was afraid some other girl was going to come and swoop me up and I I keep doing that. What is wrong with me? I'm here to talk about Delaney and Samuel. Samuel, he was always her biggest supporter. She said it to him many times before. He was always there for her while everyone else could only offer a nice pat on the back. Most of her family had flaked off over time. Her brother worked a lot, otherwise he would have been around more. Track meets, school things, you name it, people didn't show up for her. Samuel was never going to not show up for her, even if they were getting a divorce. On the day of her graduation, the assembly area was overflowing with multiple large groups. Everyone graduating, it seemed like, had their whole families in attendance. When it was Delaney's turn to walk across the stage, Samuel, despite the introvert he was, stood right up and walked all the way from the back to the front and in the center of the whole crowd. He held up his phone to take pictures of the whole moment. As the students went back to their seats, so did Samuel. The gentleman sitting next to Samuel hadn't paid much mind to him before he got out of his chair. But when he came back, the man turned to him and asked, Who did you go up there for? Samuel tried, but he couldn't answer right away as he started to choke up. I know, the man said, a lot of emotions today. Actually, Samuel began, that was my soon-to-be ex-wife. Wow, the man replied, and you still came for her. That is real love right there. Samuel was trying so hard to not cry so he could carry the conversation with the kind stranger. I will always be her biggest fan. That's a real man, he said as he patted Samuel on the shoulder. When the ceremony was officially over, Samuel went to go meet up with Delaney. He looked around. He was almost jealous for Delaney that she didn't have a big family there for her like everyone else. He smiled at her as tears of joy and pride harbored on his bottom eyelids. (laughs) She reached upward around his torso and gave him a hug. I'm so proud of you, he said into her ear. As they made their way back to the car to drive around campus, Samuel felt a hand grab his shoulder. It was the gentleman he was sitting next to. My man, he said. Good job, he continued, as he reached his hand out to shake Samuels. What is defined as good is completely subjective. Being considered a good man doesn't require validation. Some might say to be a good man doesn't take that much. It doesn't have to be a gender thing, either. Being a person is tough when you're not so sure if what you're doing is good. That man became part of a core memory for Samuel. He was part of the reassurance that he was doing good. Not well, but good.